Have you heard the phrase, the end is near? Um, or like maybe you've seen that stereotype character that's usually like homeless or real raggedy and they're like deep conspiracy theorists and they have like the sign that says the end is near or uh, just talking about like the end of the world and how we are so close to it. Um, something that I, I learned, I guess a phrase that I learned after going to a Christian church for some time now is uh, it's, it's not the, the end is near, but it is that we're living in the last days, which actually is the same thing, you know, to say that the last days meaning like the end of the world. And um, I guess, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of different angles and viewpoints. But what's interesting is um, the Bible talks about the last days. So that's why when I started going to church and, and started attending and regularly reading my my Bible and talking to other folks in church, you, you hear that phrase living in the last days, which, again, is kind of like saying the end is near. And uh, they get this from the Bible itself because it talks about. There's going to be a time when you're living in the last days. In the last days, uh, it's going to have certain signs, certain things going on in the world that are meant to um, be like a, a marker point for you or, or like, a, like a warning signal or, or alarm bells that are like, these are the signs that you are, in fact, living in the last days. There's, the, there's something going on brewing up. Now... It's very interesting because as you as you read throughout the Bible, uh, one thing that you start to learn is that the the essence or understanding of time is uh, not so much like you and I. Okay, uh, here's a good point. You can read like one verse to the next in the Bible, and you can skip through years or even decades, and in some cases, even centuries of time that fast while you're just reading it you're like oh snap you know you were in this time frame and now you're in this time frame and it's a lot like when you're reading a history book you know there there's a whole section on on certain eras and then boom you're now in a whole new era and and eras is essentially a lot of time in between it and um i guess like now when you hear about last days you start to ask yourself like what what would that what would that uh pertain to like are the last days meant to be like literal days like within a month or is it like last days being uh months or years or even decades or even centuries you know like how long is it actually meant to last and uh, like i said if if you actually do read your bible and you actually um kind of pick up on some of the signs you'll you'll even find that they don't I think, and I do feel like this was intentional, that they didn't, like, give you a fine-tuning of this is exactly how long it's going to be when you start to see the signs. All it says is it will happen soon. My my point of view is that's because they don't want to give you a date or a raw time frame and be like, in the year 2025, those will be the last days. So that means that up until that time frame, you can do whatever the heck you want and act a fool. And then all of a sudden, oh, let me get myself right with God and be ready for the last days. It's like, and I know, I know from, from like the outside looking in, that sounds like incredibly unfair. It's like, well, that's messed up. Like if the world's going to end, how come we can't know when it's going to end? But a lot of that has to do with the uh, inner debauchery. Like you and I are ugly people. Let's just be honest. If you are really honest, it doesn't matter how like clean, clear hearted or clean hearted or 
clear-minded or pure or nice you may be everybody has a tipping point everybody can get pushed enough to be like forget this i'm just not gonna care anymore i'm just gonna do my own thing and and not care and like just completely it's all about me from now on and if you look at today's day and age and our current generation and how things are going you notice it's a lot about self uh selfishness it's a lot about treating yourself which i mean there's there is a balance to all of this you know there's a balance on how you should uh i think i even said in a recent episode a more serious tone one was about how you need to like it's okay to be a little selfish in some areas you kind of need to be and you it's it's sad but you gotta kind of how to learn how to work with people in today's day and age and unfortunately a lot of people are really selfish or like they're very um they're just aggressive you know like if if you let people then they will run all over you if you allow them to you will become a doormat and they'll just make decisions right over you and care less about you uh, it's it's a, it's a huge bummer, huge upset. Now, I wish I can be like, oh, that's only true in some areas. No, it's true everywhere. It, it doesn't matter. Like, it's at some point, you're going to get burned or you're going to deal with just life and the hardness of life and things happen and people are people and it's 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 horrible. It's, it's who you and I are to the core. And I, I know for some of you, it's like, what? I would never, but... The truth is, we all have the ability to become monsters and just, like, be completely vulgar and disgusting. Um, Here's a sign for the last days. A sign for the last days is that we're just going to be completely desensitized. Like, we're going to be completely okay with vulgarity and just outright debauchery. Uh, If you... Um, read and this this happens a lot in the Bible. There are cities and, and and villages and towns that completely gave into the side of them. And a, a real famous one is uh, Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. They were like it, it, this would be like two cities real close to each other that created one massive one. And and they um, it was gross, you know, <laughs> like they were really really bad. Like you know they say things today like. Uh, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas or whatever. Well, imagine like trying to mix like the 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 bad side of Mardi Gras with the sinful bad side with uh, Vegas like partying and then with like the the outright raunchiness of, of some stuff that happens in third world party where there's completely no filter, no government, no no accountability and no cap on what can happen. Imagine all of that mixed into one and you got Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, it was just bad. It was really bad. And um, some people, if you're listening, you would hear Sodom and Gomorrah and you already know the story that links to that. Even if you're not a Bible reader, even if you're not uh, going to church, you would have, potentially you would have heard of this city before because um, it's famous for getting completely uh, lit up in fire and flames by God himself. Um, it was a city of judgment when Lot was escaping with an angel that was sent to him by his good old uncle, right? Abraham. And so Abraham came in and basically said, I'm praying for this city and I want Lot to get out. And so uh, Lot was living in this city, man. He was, he himself was self-proclaimed as a Christian, but he was living in this very vulgar city because of the money. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to make those stands. And he didn't. He allowed himself to live in the city. And uh, through the grace of God, God was willing to send an angel, actually a couple of them, to go uh, get Lot out. And they allowed Lot to try to persuade his family to come with him. And I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This this almost sounds like a novella or like a Hollywood movie, you know, like the, the city's about to get destroyed and two heroes come in to save the one guy that used to be on the right team. But now he's living in the bad city and these folks come in and like, come on, lot, you got to get back to what you used to do. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I knew the day was coming. And then he tells his family and they're like chill dad like it's it's not a what are you talking about like who are these people and instead of listening to their uh to to lot it was his kids and his his wife like they they kind of like looked at him like uh eh, are you sure because the thing is get this even as vulgar and disgusting and as horrible as the city was um in in sin and just blatant like debauchery they were accustomed to it. They were desensitized by all of it to where they were no longer sensitive. It, it didn't bother them that it was around them all the time because they themselves weren't as bad or as involved as the city itself. And uh, what happened is they let this message go right over their head. And um, Lot eventually was able to get uh, his wife and a couple daughters out with him but and this is where some people have heard this story before it's real famous where lot's wife decides to turn around and when she does as the city is getting torched by god the city does end up going up in flames as she turns around to view it because aside from her didn't want the city to go um she she became a pillar of salt just from turning around and looking at it like call that what you want you can try to you know find the science in it and maybe god planted an atomic bomb and from looking that i don't know you say what you want but at the end of the day god threw some flames from heaven straight to this city and just completely destroyed it and um and lot was able to get out you know and uh, and this and story continues and it gets even worse but i'll let you read the bible and find out for yourself so anyway um Lot would have been living in this city and this would have been the the sign of those two angels showing up would have been like, it's no longer last days. This is it. This is the last day. These are the final moments before the city is ruined. And that is very similar to what the last days will be like here on earth, where things are just completely corrupted and just debauchery and vulgarity. And this we're completely desensitized to it and, and kind of used to it we're like that's just normal you know um it's sad even even in this own episode and in many other episodes i've said the phrase like well that's life life is hard and it's like we've just kind of gotten used to how intense and how bad life is that we allow ourselves to give into it and uh, you know there's we we lose the sense of urgency that we're supposed to be preparing for something bad real bad that's gonna go down and um Again, if you read your Bible, you would know that in the book of Revelations, there's a, a young man by the name of John that, that writes out this book. And it's, it's actually his dream or vision that God was given to him where he is given a front row seat to what the last days will be like. And as you read through it and try to dissect it, because the truth is, 
albeit that he was a fairly good writer, he was still trying to describe like modern day, um, uh, like modern day vehicles or, or he was trying to like express a picture of what he had no idea what he was looking at. This would have been the equivalent of showing a caveman, a helicopter, you know, like they, they just wouldn't even know how to explain what is this that I'm looking at. And, and so you're going to, you read about dragons and horns and stuff like that. And, and, you know, it's possible that it could be literal dragons and horns, or it could be that he was trying to explain what tanks and, and helicopters and like a modern day militia would look like, you know, um, we don't know. We don't know. We're kind of left to just dissect and try to figure it out. And as we piece it together, some of the stuff he says starts to make sense, which is really where it gets scary. That's where it's more like, oh, snap. Like, this kind of sounds like, okay, here's a good example. Um, there's a phrase he talks about when he says that all eyes on Earth will be able to see what's going on. And, and he, he talks about a number of different events that will take place. But when he says the all eyes on Earth, like... The idea um, from his perspective at the modern day, every, you know, all the world looking at something would have been like that whatever it is they're looking at was held up on a pedestal of some sort where it can be seen across the entire area that was consisted to be considered to be all of the world at that time. Today, in order for people, for all eyes to be on something, all they got to do is look at their phone and look at a live video of whatever it is that's showing. So imagine something catastrophic that is happening in the world and all we have to do is look at the devices that are in our pockets or on the TVs or monitors that are displayed everywhere, like on billboards even or inside of uh, shopping centers or even just on some really even like the raggedy looking uh, strip centers like these areas that have uh, shopping, you know, just little uh, lease lease new, you know, what I'm talking about like the areas that have business buildings or business offices or just like insurance companies or glass selling. So, you know, what I'm talking about like the strip centers. Imagine even something that's like cheap like that still having monitors available uh look at nations across the world like china for example that's a good example where even the homeless people have digital devices because that's how you spend money over there they need those digital devices and imagine that were to take place today where every oh ran over something where everyone has like a digital device um, that they can just grab at any moment and and see what's happening all around the world, even the homeless people. And that's not too far-fetched. I mean, I'm here in, in Texas, and there's a few homeless people that have not one or two, but like multiple cell phones on them because you can go buy like a cheap Metro phone or something for 20 or 40 bucks that has uh, access to Wi-Fi, and then you can go walk somewhere that uh, will allow you to have Wi-Fi. And then on top of that, the way technology is going today, like Google or even Spectrum, like these uh, internet providers, they're making it to where they have um, available frequencies all over the place. And what this means is that even if you don't have access to internet, they are trying to make it to where no matter where you are in a city or surrounded by, you can have a device that can connect to one of their towers and you'll have some form of internet. Some form, even if it's just the smallest, tiniest bit, 
where they can and, and the reason for this this is their perspective is so that you can have gps tracking this is what they use to be able to tell if the traffic is congested or not in certain areas it's wild wild stuff and um when you take that in consideration and then you try to take in you know all eyes are going to be able to see something at once where you would read that in a book and be like man how's that going to work but then you take it to the way i just broke it down oh that's actually a possibility and a scary one because again that's that's meant to be like a sign of the last days now you know you've heard of the mark the mark of the beast the the, the three six 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 and you get all these crazy people and they're looking at uh monster energy drinks you can you <sighs> you know <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of conspiracies out there you know on how the mark of the beast is going to be everywhere and I, and I get it i get it because i read my bible and i understand the urgency i understand you know how it can strike fear in you but my own personal opinion is those are the kinds of things you just have to be able to discern and grow close to god with and not live in fear like we are not called to live in fear we are called to live in confidence and have a godly boldness that says, hey, I'm going to go in this direction because I have confidence and faith in God that knows that no matter what step I take, he is there with me. And I'm going to be vigilant and just make the right decisions to not be dumb and give in to some of the normalcy of what's going on. Earlier, I talked about Monster Energy drinks. And what I'm saying is that there's like literally conspiracy theorists out there that says that the three lines that are supposed to be the monster's claw, that actually is a representation of 666. Uh, I, I can't remember how they broke it down, but they did, and it's pretty wild. Like, I don't know, it's a, it's a long time ago. And then uh, there's more, the Illuminati, you know, when they do the, the signal with the, that, that little uh, Cheerio sign, the circle that they make with the, uh, the finger, their pointing finger and the thumb to make a circle, and then the three lines, or three, the three fingers left over, that's meant to present, represent, like, a six and then three of them like three sixes and don't get me wrong it is pretty interesting how they can like actually create almost a close to valued valid argument of finding three sixes all over the place uh, but i think it's gonna be a little bit more complex than that that's just my own opinion i don't know maybe they're all right and here i am giving into the normalcy and the desensitivity of seeing the mark of the beast all over the place and and then, of course, the RFID chip. You guys know all about that. The, the idea of being able to tag you as a person and putting an RFID chip inside of your arm or in your forehead. And, and that chip is going to have everything in it. Your wallet information, you know, your credit card information, your, your social security number, your ID. And then you can just walk in and easily scan it. We already have that on our phones, you know, where you can just put everything on your phones and boom, there it is. You can just walk in never having to pull out a credit card everything's digitized that's how it's done in a couple nations over the over the seas they already do it like that and um these are believe it or not actually signs of the last days isn't it strange if you think about it like some of the signs for the last days is almost like convenience it's like things that are meant to be incredibly simple for you like we 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 know we're trying to figure out how to pay faster and get in and out of areas quicker and here we are being innovative and trying to create inventions that are like oh this would be simplified for everybody yet yet it can still have a sinful touch and something that we're creating to help us and be more convenient for us can also destroy us 
Yeah, I know it's getting a little, a little interest. You know, it's getting a little dark and almost conspiracy theory ish. Um, you, you all know about artificial intelligence. Elon Musk ha- himself has talked about fear of artificial intelligence and creating robots that can take our place all out of convenience and the next thing you know like these same robots that are supposed to make things convenient and easier are also gonna someday run the world and completely rule over humanity and even go as far as exterminating us and causing us to be extinct and that's like the the uh, the sci-fi storyboard of so many movies and films out there and it all refers to the last days the end of times the end is near and how how is it going to happen? Is it going to be a meteor? Is it going to be a comet? Is it going to be robots? Is it going to be aliens? And there's like this interesting take from so many different angles. How is it going to happen? All I can say is if the Bible's talking about it and everybody else is kind of coming to their own conclusion about it, maybe it's kind of almost true <laughs> that maybe we are that close to the last days. And I do know there's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible actually talks about how God is not slack or um, he does not lie about his promise that someday he's going to return. And during that time, he's going to save everybody from this uh, this uh, last days. But that quote, everybody, when he says save everybody, what he's referring to is the people that are faithful to him. That is the people that consider themselves saved and right with God. I know this sounds like a sales pitch. Like, what the heck? Like, how come he's not just going to save everybody altogether? Well, because we're sinful. Because we're living our life and doing what we want and doing as we please. And we're not acknowledging him as the creator or trying to worship him as as the one true God. We're trying to find other things to worship. And yeah, it bothers him. And so, anyway, there's a scripture that talks about how he is not slack in his promise that he is absolutely going to come one day and there's going to be what's called the rapture and he's going to take up people that are faithful to him so to save them from the time of torment and in the bible it even talks about how this is going to be about seven years long of this torment and um his hope is that before all of this happens before hell on earth happens and the end of the world comes and the last days are truly here He's trying to give everybody a chance to repent. He's trying to actually give everybody an opportunity to get things right and fix it before it's too late. And uh, it's pretty wild if you think about it. Again, this is like not Hollywood stuff. This is just this is just Bible, man. It's in there. And to think that when we're living life and we're over here trying to find purpose and we're just trying to find ways to pay our rent and pay bills and we're just trying to you know figure out things for one step at a time one day at a time that we are actually getting closer to a potential literal last days on earth and what do you do you know what do you do you just give up you just be like oh my gosh the end is near because you start able you know you're starting to be able to validate some of these crazy signs and how like man all this stuff is actually going to go down do you become just a crazy person and there you are with the sign over you that says the end is near you're that homeless person you know i know a lot of homeless people actually well (laughs) that came out wrong it's not that i know them i should say that i've seen a lot of homeless people that actually sound like they know more bible than anybody else on the planet and uh they, they you know some of these people have driven themselves mad 
and they've gone crazy from from learning like what the bible means and there's hope in all of this that is that if you're gonna actually take on and study this stuff and research it as if it were just the history book you're not gonna get very far because the truth is the bible was meant to uh, be used as a manual for people who are actually trying to serve god and live for god and use it as a manual for their pure lives in other words it's meant for people who are trying to be saved not just for people who are using it as a history book because if you do that then it's just going to be just that it's just going to be another book amongst the other books it makes sense why people would say it's just another fairy tale and yada yada because if you view it from their perspective like if it's just a book well then that's all it is there's no power there's no Holy Spirit. There's no guidance. There's no actual victory in what you're reading. It's just like kind of an encouraging history book. And that's it. And uh, it, it's it's absolutely more than that. It's the living, breathing word of God. And the only way you're ever going to see it that way is if you give yourself to God. If you actually give your life over to God and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live pure. I'm going to live right. I'm going to pray I'm going to actually have a faith in God and believe that he's the one true God. I'm going to read the Bible for what it is and try to treat it as a manual for my life and an everyday decision. And it talks about everything. I've said this so many times, but it talks about dieting. It talks about um, having a clear mind. It talks about meditation, you know, prayer. <laughs> it, it, it talks about finances and it even talks about sex life. Like, I know it sounds, I don't know, maybe I'm going a little too far telling you. But the thing is, the Bible brings up everything. Everything. And it's insane because people don't treat it that way. They just treat it like another annoying book with rules to, to bring us down and cause problems for us. But I would say that if you read it, you would know that the end is near and that we very well could be living in the last days but at the end of the day man you got to make a decision you know are you just gonna ignore it and try to live how you please and and give in to the constant desensitivity and trying to uh that's the thing man the world is like really trying to pull us and lure us away from having convictions raw real convictions and the world hates rules. The world hates consequence. The world hates standards. It hates being told, you can't do that. And the world pretty much says, watch me. Watch me do exactly that. And this is appealing to a lot of people. And so when we hear about the last days, you know what else the Bible says about it? It says that people are going to have itching ears. And that means that they're going to want to hear all kinds of stuff except for what's true except for what's right they're actually going to listen to everything that's wrong but when the true righteous word falls upon their ears they're going to be like get that out of here i don't want to hear that that's a sign of the last days and i have to say that's something that i see and hear all the time people that don't want to hear the truth anymore they're tired of it they want to create phrases like well this is my truth and this is how i see things and no longer do they want genuine truth they want something deeper they want something wrong and they want something that's gonna 
drag them out in left field and they want they want to make their own connect the dots and they want to make their own answer to everything because in their minds i'm i'm tired of hearing about god i'm tired about hearing about one true god and i'm tired of hearing about consequence and how i can't just live how i please well all of that in fact is a sign of the last days so if we were living in the last days if um july 6th wednesday at 3:20 of the time that i'm recording this i don't know what time it is when you're listening to it but if this was in fact the very last few moments of life how would you do what's gonna happen is heaven real and if it is and god's real and all of this is real what's gonna happen if hell is real what's gonna happen if it's all not, then, then then what is gonna happen? Tell me. I mean, are we just gonna fade into some black non-existence? And, and are we are we gonna be? Uh, is is karma real? Is is uh, what is that word? Uh, reincarnation real? Are we gonna come back to life as a robot? You know, <laughs> like what's what's gonna happen? And the thing is, those are things that a lot of people don't want to think about. They don't want to consider because they're too busy understanding that it's normal to think that we don't have to think about this stuff i don't know something to think about something to consider just in case you've been taught that you don't have to (laughs) or you've been trained to not think about it anymore so i believe the last days are real i i do believe that we are living in the last days does that mean it's days or months or days weeks months or years i don't know But I definitely feel like I need to be vigilant and I got to do whatever it takes to be focused so that when the final day does come, I'm ready. And all I can do is pray for you and hope that you two can come to a conclusion that you got to be ready. 